Stay tuned for false humility, motivational songs, pinpoint listening, and toxic hazards. This is The Truth in Words and Music, podcast episode 142. Hey there, Tony here. Good to be back with you this week. I hope you're there. Hello? Yeah, there you are. Um, how you doing? Doing all right this week? We had a blizzard here in Colorado yesterday. And as I'm recording this, it was yesterday. And as of today, well, you can't even tell it happened, at least not where I'm living. That's uh, springtime in the Rockies, though. One day you could have foot of snow and the next day we have some sunshine and 60 degree weather and it's just awesome uh well i just want to move on now and i don't want to bore you with my weather report i'd like to get right into the podcast and i'd like to like to ask you why would anyone say something like i am nothing why would anybody say that have you ever said that i i think i've said that uh, i've at least thought it to myself i'm just nothing But am I not important? I mean, does my life mean nothing? Do I serve any useful purpose in this world? Well, the answer to all three of those questions is no. Did you get that? (laughs) I answered no to those questions. Am I not important? No, I am important. Does my life have, does my life mean nothing? No, it doesn't mean nothing. It means something. Do I serve no useful purpose in this world? No. I don't serve, I mean, I don't serve no useful purpose in this world. I serve a purpose. Just like King David in Psalm 16 wrote, O my soul, you have said to the Lord, you are my Lord. My goodness is nothing apart from you. Just like that, I freely acknowledge that I'm nothing without God. Do you do that? I mean, and that's okay. But, and God still says that I'm important enough to him that he knows the number of hairs on my head which has gotten easier to count in recent years, I might add. Now, I'm guessing that since you're listening to this uh, podcast, that you're a human being. I hope I'm making that right guess. Fido, if you're listening, you probably don't understand what I'm saying. But uh, if you're a human, that means that you've been made in the image and likeness of God. No other creature on the planet can make that claim. Only us humans. And God clearly says that in the Bible. And he clearly demonstrates how important this distinction is over and over. You are important to God. You were created with eternity written on your heart. And there is at least a part of you that will last forever. That's the part, that's the eternity written on your heart part that I'm talking about. If you choose to believe and trust in Jesus as your eternal source of life, that forever will be with him in paradise. But if you choose to serve yourself, you will experience an eternity of knowing how you are nothing without God. You'll know that forever. You will exist forever, but it'll be apart from the source of life. Uh, Let's see. When I was 13, yeah, when I was 13, my grandmother asked me if if I'd like to be sure of where I'd spend eternity. Now, she had been working on me since I was about four or five. 
I remember sitting in the pew at church with her uh, each Sunday and hearing the Baptist preacher ask if there was anybody there that day who wanted to give his or her life to Jesus. And I remember grandmother nudging me to go on up and ask the preacher to pray with me. She'd do that each time, you know, she'd get that little elbow in the rib thing. But when I was that little, I, I just never would. But on a certain day, when I was 13 and my grandparents were visiting my dad's home, she asked me in private if I'd like to trust Jesus as my Savior. And she talked to me about it, and I said I would. She didn't force me. She didn't taunt me. She didn't twist my arm or in any way abuse me into it. She simply asked and hoped for my positive response. I chose to accept Jesus, and I've never regretted, nor will I ever regret my choice. Until I was 13, I was on a path toward eternal bleakness. But with that one decision, I started walking on a path toward eternal life. And I can only say that with confidence because because of what I know about the giver of life, Jesus. Clearly, without him, I am nothing. What about you? Are you walking or running or zooming, for that matter, with jet rockets on toward eternal bleakness? One easy choice can change your direction, and you won't regret your decision one day for the next multillion years. That's a lot of years, by the way. I'd like to share some, um, some music with you that I wrote showing how I am nothing without God and how I have a living, loving Creator. The song is called Consequential, well, I can't even say it, Consequential Servitude. That's a, kind of an odd title for it, I guess you might say, but I hope you'll uh, listen to the words, enjoy the song, and, and kind of get what I'm talking about. This is Consequential Servitude. looked down on me He knew I was wrong Usurped my position I held for so long Yeah, he just took over Where my brain left He knew it was risky He knew they'd all scoff Sometimes I'm so stupid And so often blind Trade reason for feelings Mistakes underlined So again, I behold the outer man Through God's condescending attitude And I defer to the perfect architect And this comes 
consequential servitude He spirals his thoughts Through my barricade He knows I am feeble Yet hands me his blade He tells me to rise up from my phoenix blight He builds me a fortress Of conquering light When my clay is brittle And crumbles to sand I long to be buddy in my master's hand And then I can Behold the inner man Through God's condescending attitude Because he chose me as his dwelling place Choose this consequential servitude There were no incantations No hallelujah chorus He just commanded his spirit Relinquished his position Succumbed to his detractors Withstood an inquisition then he died A death that was for us God looked down on me He knew I was wrong Usurped my position I held for so long yeah, he just took over Where my brain left off He knew it was risky He knew they'd all scoff When my clay is brittle And crumbles to sand Master's hand, and then I can behold the inner man through God's condescending attitude because He chose me as His dwelling place. This consequential servitude. All right. Did you get that? Does that describe you in any way? 
I hope in some way it does. I hope you see yourself in it too. And I'm going to jump right into motivational songs since we're on songs. What do you think? Motivational songs, are they, are they just all in your mind? Let me, let me um, share a story with you. A guy named Ken had a very nagging feeling that just wouldn't leave him alone. Right after he had his coffee each morning, he'd start to stress over his ideas. And as he was having his bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, something would scurry across his mind and sort of punch him in the ear. And then as he was finishing his shower and about to head out to uh, the door to work, that's when it hit him the hardest. So as he started his car and pulled out of the drive, he flipped on the radio and played some of his favorite motivational songs. But what do you think? Did they help? Or was it all something in Ken's mind? Can music truly motivate you? Does it actually have that power? My definitive answer is yes and no. Okay, explain yourself, Tony. Well, motivational songs can definitely get you pumped uh, pumped up and in the mood to go conquer the world, or at least you're a little part of it. But I believe they only work if and when you're willing. Yeah, I believe it's a matter of your will. You want to do something, but will you? You want to learn more, but will you? And you want to make better decisions, but will you? Well, getting back to Ken, he had some great ideas about marketing a new product and online business, but he he couldn't get past the idea point. Maybe you know what I'm talking about, that point where you can't seem to get something out of your head, you know, but you you just don't know where to go from here. Then days pass, and then weeks, and then maybe even a few months, and you realize you just can't get off that hump that holds you back. Sound familiar? Unfortunately... That's where so many people stop, and their ideas stop with them, and their dreams and their wants and desires. But don't let that happen to you. Not when there are great ways to be sure you won't fall into the same trap, that trap of letting your dreams fade away. And that's what I'm talking about this, to help you get motivated. Here are what I think are some of the best reasons to stay motivated. Your family, your business, your life. Keep a mental image of those in your mind and keep the motivational fire burning even brighter. I think when you do, you'll see it isn't as hard and it doesn't have to be as expensive as you might have been led to believe. And on my website at TonyFunderberg.com, I shared a shared a video of me doing a, a, a well, doing a video to a song called Pure Place. And since I already played a song for you here on the podcast, I'd just recommend that you go to TonyFunderberg.com forward slash motivational songs. And you'll find the video to Pure Place. And that way, you can see me playing Video Star, which, you know, is worth the price of admission right there. And you can listen to the song Pure Place. It's kind of one of those things that motivates me. Are you listening? Hello? Are you listening? Okay, that's my segue. I want to know if you're if you're listening and not just hearing. And I'm not talking about the podcast uh, here. I'm talking about in life. There's a hearing exercise that I do every so often through my life, and it's what I call pinpoint listening. 
Maybe you've done this too. You stop doing whatever you're doing, wherever you are, and you see how many different sounds you can identify. You could stop right now. You could pause this podcast and do this. Just see how many sounds that you can identify. It's an excellent exercise to focus your ability to hear and remember what you heard, and it increases your power of observation. You have to pay more attention. You have to observe more, or you will. You will. And you can do this with visuals too, but for the purpose of of what I'm talking about here, let's just stick with sound because I'm serious. Are you listening? Why do I bring it up? I've, I've observed something I find very unsettling lately. And maybe not just lately, but for a while now. Many people, if if not most, I, I, pretty much everybody, well, I don't want to get that harsh about it, but a lot of people I interact with on a regular basis don't listen very well. It doesn't seem to bother the ones who do this, but I think it's totally counterproductive. I once heard it said that when your mouth is open, you aren't uh, learning anything new. And I think it's important to learn from others, even if you don't think that uh, they're interesting or you don't think they're smart or maybe not even as successful as you. You can learn from a total idiot. At the very least, you can learn how not to be a total idiot or that you don't certainly don't want to be a total idiot. Another thing you can learn by listening is this. People are very similar. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they... They may believe they're completely unique or mystifying or eccentric, but most people are pretty similar. They just have different likes and dislikes. Like, for instance, a lot of people don't mind a group of people all talking at the same time and then, you know, stomping on top of each other's words. I do. I find it distracting and annoying. You may be saying to yourself, Tony, you're really going on a rant. Chill out, dude. Well, I don't mean it to sound that way, but I do want to get the point across. Listening is good. And not merely hearing, but listening. Are you listening or only hearing? I realize some people are going to take advantage of of your willingness to listen, and they'll never shut up. But it's worth the hassle. And it even ties in with business. Can you imagine the difference it would make to a potential customer or client or if, if you just listen closely enough to remember their birthday? Let's, let's take it that way. And then because you listened, you remember to send a card when every other business person forgets. Where will you be in that client's mind? Now, I'd say you might end up at the front of the line, if you know what I mean. Now, I know we live in a very hectic age and people think they don't have time to listen. But I say don't buy into that misinformation. Your fellow human being is worth listening to. You may have a chance to make a difference based on what you hear. And you may just need or want the same respect given to you sometime. So, are you listening? Or are you only hearing? I can guarantee this without guilt, shame, or a sense of superiority. I'm one of the best listeners around. Go ahead, try me and see next time we have a conversation. And um, you'll find out. And I tell people on my website, 
if you have a marketing project or you could use a creative writer who will listen to what you've got going and work with you to increase your business, you should contact me because I'm a writer that has spent a lot of time studying words and music, and I have a lot that I could help you with in that regard. So you could just uh, go to my website, TonyFundenberg.com. There's a place where you could fill in your email address and hit the Join Now button, and, and we could get started. Uh-uh, and there's a side effect of doing that. You'd get some free songs and even a free book for kids. And that's worth the price of admission again, wouldn't you say? So just throwing that little point in there. I don't often talk about my writing service here on the podcast, but uh, I am a writer for hire, too. I've written uh, theme music to radio programs and uh, websites and things like that, commercials and on hold. I've done a lot of that. And, I mean, really, my voice and and uh, words and music can be heard on the radio five days a week and on the Internet <laughs> anytime. So I do have that, but uh, I don't often mention it. And I need to more often because, well, I, I'd like to stay in business. <laughs> at least for the time being. I don't want to be a toxic hazard, and that's a segue. So are you a toxic hazard? Okay, what what in the world could I be talking about, right? Well, let me tell you a little uh, something about way back when. I, I remember I was going to school in Pasadena, Texas. This is in uh, high school. I actually went to grade school and junior high there too. Our house in Pasadena was near a paper mill and not far from the refineries. And there was no doubt about it that we were close. The air and the water looked and smelled like a toxic hazard, and that's putting it mildly. Well, the good thing is, since then, we've learned a lot about where we should and shouldn't throw our waste products here in our country, America. Uh, Of course, we still need to improve, but at least we're aware and we're working on it, right? However, something you may not be as aware of is how toxic and polluted your everyday products are and how toxic and polluted you may be. Sorry, I mean, it's weird, but true. You might be a walking, talking, toxic hazard. You may be going along day to day thinking you're doing your part for the environment and yet you don't realize what you're doing to yourself. You drink soft drinks and, and uh, enjoy a lot of those packaged sweets and things. Well, your soft drinks and condiments and cookies and meats and even your water, just about everything else you consume are found in plastic containers nowadays and boxes. And research shows how the pollutants in, in the plastic are leaching into the products they contain. And you know what that means. It means they're getting into you, too. Do you live in a house with carpet on the floor? Well, evidence shows how carpets contain adhesives and other chemicals which give off toxic emissions. And and, uh, knowing that, you still want to roll around on the floor? Okay, so let's say you jump up from the floor. You hear this, and, oh, i got to get off the carpet. And you're leaning on the wall, eyeballing your carpet, and you go, hmm... Wait a second. Is the wall covered in paint loaded with high-level VOCs, which are volatile organic compounds? Is the paint free from heavy metals like cadmium or lead? 
Even if it doesn't have these substances, it could still have formaldehyde or ammonia or acetone or odor masking agents. Oh my goodness, this is really going somewhere, isn't it? Your daily exposure to all these toxins and pollutants can be detrimental. Don't panic. You, you may not be affected at all. I don't want you to start thinking, oh my goodness, those things are all in my house. Oh, I'm dying. Don't, I'm not trying to get you there, okay? In fact, you may have a great genetic makeup, which helps keep you immune to those toxic chemicals. You may. People do. Then again, why risk it? Why not just go ahead and clean up your personal environment? You won't be much help to any environmental issues if you're a sluggish, toxic hazard yourself. Now, here's, here's just a few pointers, okay, to help keep toxic hazard in check in your own little world. You could move around more, and by that I mean get out there in the sunshine and the fresh air. You could drink plenty of water, and I recommend filtered water, and you'll go to TonyFunderberg.com and go to this post, and you could see a, a link there, but I won't go into that right now. There's a great filter that actually filters out most of the bad stuff, and, and by most, I mean 99.9%, and actually leaves in... Uh, minerals. So that's a real good thing, by the way. Now, another thing you could do is eat sensibly. And I don't want you to make this complicated. Oh, but what am I supposed to eat? Just remember what your grandmother told you and start there, okay? Then use glass, not plastic. Avoid aluminum, especially in your containers and cookware. And here's a good one. Make your own cleaning products. It's really easy and it's safer and they smell great. There are ways to do that, and I could recommend my wife's website to you. She shows a lot about that. Her website is elgeline.com. That's E-L-G-I-E-L-E-N-E.com. She has uh, a lot of information about that kind of stuff. So, obviously, this was a kind of a different podcast for me, wasn't it? I was giving you pointers on health and and motivational music. Yeah, a little bit different stuff this time. But I hope you enjoyed it. That does it for me this week. I want to, again, thank you for being here. It means the world to me. And I invite you to join me on all the social media channels that I have listed. You can actually link up with me on LinkedIn. You can uh, connect with me on Google Plus and Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Watch my videos on YouTube, and let's see, what am I leaving out? Well, you get the idea. Social media channels out there. I'm not on all of them because who could do that? But I'm on most of the major ones. And until next time, this is Tony saying, may God bless you and keep you. <laughs>